Yo, what's up, guys? Before I jump into this conversation that I had with Bruce from No Halftime, I wanted to tell you really quickly about the app. Uh, no Halftime is a daily fantasy sports app where you can play player versus player challenges rather than you know team versus team challenges. Um, it's a it's a it's a brand new way to look at daily fantasy sports. It's it's very fun. It's addicting. Um, you want to get your friends, your family involved, so please tell them to download the app. You just go straight into the app store, type in No Halftime. When you're registering, you want to use the promo code Clock C L O C. If you do that, you'll get $10 instantly. Um, go to the app store, leave them a review, shoot them off an email, and you'll get a free shirt. So, I mean, there's tons of great stuff these guys are giving away um, just to get you started and get you involved. It's really fun. Baseball, football, basketball, golf, you name it. Um, the sport is there. And like I said, it's tons and tons of fun. I've pretty much have gotten rid of all my other DFS apps since I started doing this. So it just kind of gives you a paints a picture for you here how addicting this is. Um, I need to get my record a little better in the stand-ins since I started doing a league on there. But, you know, send me some challenges. Maybe we can make that happen. Um, if you guys can also help support the podcast on the clockdodgers.com site there's a link for amazon if you click on that link and just bookmark it every time you go to use amazon and you make a purchase we'll get a really small percentage back um, to, to help support the show um, so if you guys can do that it costs you no extra it costs you no extra time you just use amazon like you normally would and it helps us at the same time um, so thank you if you do that um, thank you again guys for downloading no halftime and using that it's really great service a really great um, people behind it and you know again they support the show so we actually you support them if you are a clock dodger and uh you know let's just go ahead and do this guys let's go ahead and jump into the conversation let's start now cannot play with them cannot win with them cannot go with them can't do it you play with the game i mean listen we talking about practice not a game not a game not a game are now locked in to the clock dodgers podcast clock dodgers podcast all right all right all right you are now listening to episode 18 of the clock dodgers podcast i am your host neil with me today my guest is bruce from no halftime this is actually his second visit um so since the last time you joined us bruce some things have obviously changed um no halftime has been busy so i'm assuming you've been a busy guy i have been hey it's great to be here uh yeah definitely been a a uh, busy few uh, few weeks, so yes, and it's great to be back on the show. Great, yeah. Well, we're we're you know we're I'm happy to have you back. Yeah, your episode after we spoke was one of the most popular episodes for whatever reason. So you know <laughs> this is kind of back by demand. Um, uh, nice. So since since we last talked, um, which was early on, I think it was like my fifth episode on the on the, on the Clock Dodgers podcast. So it's been a little while now, um, but a lot of things have changed. Um, for those who don't know, Bruce is with No Halftime. Um, the daily fantasy sports app where you can do player versus player um, rather than team versus team. And there's a lot of cool other aspects there. But since we last spoke, um, obviously it became available for Android devices, which was big. Uh, that brought a lot of new users to it. And then, of course, you know, a lot of different other kind of updates. Um, how has it been so far since the updates and everything's changed and all the new stuff? Oh, yes. Yeah. So far, so, so far, so good. Um, you know, we've been getting a lot of great feedback. Um, you know, from the community, uh, you know, it, a lot of the, a lot of the, the things, the wish list that folks uh, wanted us to get into the app. You know, we feel like we got uh, a good portion of those into this version too, and and so you know, everyone's loving the, 
the uh, the live data. Now you know now that you can actually follow uh, the challenge and actually see the results at the end and see why you won or why you lost or maybe even why the um, uh, you know why you you'll have some more drinking money for the weekend. So so yeah, it's uh, you know and also uh, you know we had the the complete redesign of some of the screens, like you know the we changed up where users can actually find uh, challenges. So um, now it's a it's a little bit it looks a, looks a lot more slicker. Uh, we've also improved like you know where users can actually see their activity uh, on the accounts page. So they go in and you know they can quickly filter and sort, and they can see tile view of all the challenges they have. So it, it's it's really been we've we've really gotten a lot of a lot of positive uh, feedback. So so yeah, we're you know we're very happy about that. Right, absolutely, and I mean, like you said, I, I noticed a lot of the changes with the live scoring. Um, I like, I like the um, the history, you know, where it shows the accepted, created, and yeah. all that kind of stuff. I like that. Um, and and I, I don't know if you know, obviously, you would know more than I know, but it seems like the the challenges and stuff have become a lot more than when I first started with no halftime, as far as you know, the app. Um, and now, and when I first started, it was, um, you know, you fill up the challenges and you would kind of scroll through them. But now it's, you can't get through all the challenges. You know what I mean? There's so many, <laughs> there's so many there that it's yeah. like the options are unlimited at this point. Um, so yeah. that, that was, you know, great to see. I don't know if you've obviously felt it on your end. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And I, when I, when I look in the app now, um, I mean, and it's just a testament to, to how much, you know, uh, word of mouth and the marketing that we've been doing, it, it's just a, really a testament to, you know, how far we've come in such a short time that, you know, people really love the concept and they're, they they want to share it with like their friends and family. Um, and they're, and they're getting more comfortable. I think that's the biggest thing, you know, people are now, you know, with anything that's new, people are, you know, just starting to really get comfortable with it and, you know, wagering and, you know, just creating more challenges. It's just like you said, you know, going through, you know, I'm seeing, you know, 10x more challenges yeah. uh, than, than, than than what we saw before. But that also could be the fact that, um, you know, baseball season is around. That's basketball, true. you know, basketball season is really, really kicking up. I see a ton um, of golf but, ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guys are on there with golf. We, we've actually <clears throat> just, uh, you know, we're... we're sponsoring uh some golf some golf podcasts and some marketing so i think uh, all those things put together um and also this improved app i think it's it's really kind of led itself to you know seeing the increased activity so yeah it's uh you're right that's that's a that's a keen observation right now i mean obviously with anything new i i feel you guys are obviously still fairly new um, in this field and whatnot, there's always going to be, you know, kinks to work out and, and bugs to fix and, and things like that. And that's with anybody, even long term, um, you know, apps or companies or whatnot. Um, so, yeah. some, some of the, the little things like, um, you know, maybe making it a little more user friendly, um, yep. quicker turnaround on the results. I, you know, in this yeah. in this uh, culture we're in, like it's an instant, <laughs> you know, grat- gratification thing. You want to know right away and stuff. Are those things all being worked on as well? I'm assuming they are, but um, just yeah, for the yeah, listeners yeah. so they know. Oh yeah, no. So, so that's that. I would say that's actually one of the, the that's the next biggest thing, getting the results quicker. So, one of the things that we're doing at the moment is we're actually working to integrate a new um, data feed provider, one who you know has uh, more real time data. Because what we typically do, um, we 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 parse or we we gather the the statistics from. Uh, a box score file that's sent over to us from you know our, our data feed provider. So 
Um, we're actually working with a, a bigger data feed provider who's going to give it to us quicker. So, okay. you know, within within 15 or 20 minutes of the game so that, you know, we can, you know, get get people back their money and you know get the results out sooner. Right. Um, and, and, and also in speaking to uh, the UI piece. Yeah, we're, we're, we're looking to I think one of the biggest or one of the key areas that people have um, questions on or, or want us to improve uh, is the leagues. So that that's one thing that we know. Uh, we want to improve, you know, add some more confirmations. And, you know, when you invite someone so you can see, hey, you know, this person has been invited or, you know, you can make it more intuitive to to actually uh, get out of a league because at the moment the feature isn't there for someone to remove themselves from a league. Uh, so, so yeah, we're, you know, we're, we're definitely, you know, working, you know, and if your users have any any feedback or anything, you know, that we should update, I've been taking all your feedback and uh, you know summarizing it for the team. But yeah, if they if they have any feedback, they should definitely drop us a line at you know and halftime uh, on Twitter uh, or fantasy at nohalftime.com uh, and tell us uh, you know what what we should be changing. And you know we'll we'll definitely if it's for the if it's for the good of the community, we'll change it. Yeah, I mean, I, as you know, you know, I recently started a league on there, um, and and that's a whole new aspect for me, and, and I've and I found that being really enjoyable as well because I like the whole, you know, the stand-ins and and yeah. seeing everyone's group challenges and stuff, and uh, yeah. you know, you, you can confirm this, right? The Clock Dodger listeners have been in full effect, right, as far as feedback and everything. Been. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, I, I gotta tell you, um, your uh, your team uh, of Clock Dodger folks, uh, the listeners have definitely been giving us. Um, some great feedback so we we appreciate uh, we appreciate every word uh that they've been dropping to us in the email on twitter so thank thank you for that good man that's what i like to hear so um as far as the app i know i asked you last time are we any closer to getting any kind of mma on there uh we're actually at the moment not um we're still uh we're still looking at data feed providers um, and also just making sure that the legalities are there. So right. MMA is a bit, it's, it's a bit tougher just because, you know, the, the one, I think most people, when they look at MMA, they're going to want to do the fighters in the same match. I, I don't know if, you know, you know how with the current system is, you have to have players from different, different right. events. Um, but I think you're going to want, uh, if you do MMA, you want kind of want players from the same event. So it's, it's a bit, it's a bit tougher to do without it kind of crossing that line. So, you know, we're, we're, we're definitely going to reevaluate it, but probably not for a little bit. Okay. Well, it's a little more tricky, but you promised me you're going to work on it. (laughs) Oh yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. We're not, we're not going to put it underneath the, uh, in the closet yet. We're not going to put it in the closet yet. We're going to kind of keep it, uh, uh, on the back burner there. Sweet. I mean, is, is there anything as far as, um, you know, uh, major changes or anything like, Right on, right on the you know the front burner right now that you guys are working on or that um, you know updates that are coming or anything that you would want people to know about right now or is just the new yeah. update kind of still settling in? No, 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 no. So, so man, you know that we we never sleep. You know, between myself and the rest of the team, um, you know, we we are always, always, always striving to make this thing better. Um, you know, the other day I was out at the club and I was like, man, I'm still getting, uh, emails from, uh, from, you know, from users about feedback and, and I'm thinking to myself, like, as I'm sipping on my drink, like how, how, how we can make the, uh, the app better. Um, so yeah, a few things that we actually got, we're thinking about, we're looking at doing, um, one, we're going to redesign 
the community, uh, the the leagues. So we're going to redesign it from like the ground up um, and make it so that there's more social aspects to it. Like folks can actually talk a little smack, um, maybe even have like a separate area where you can see like the highest score. Uh, you know? Okay. So, so yeah, we we really want to make we really want to take it to the next level. So that's the, that's the one of the things that I think uh, will you know kind of help that uh, along. Um, we're also looking at uh, improving the onboarding process. So when users come into the app, you know the first thing they see obviously when they first download it is the sign up page, and you know they can sign up. Uh, and then once they signed up, you know obviously we have all the tutorials. But what we want to do is we want to improve it so that users can get to the challenges that they want quicker. So, for example, we're looking at adding what we call like a, a sports preference selector. So, like, after you've signed up, we hit you with a, a quick screen to say, you know, what sports are you interested in? Um, you know, basketball and football only. So now when you go in <clears throat> and you look at your challenges, um, you know, your preferences will be the ones that will only show. And then obviously you can change that in settings if you want uh, to show like the visible leagues when you go into, you know, uh, the uh, the challenges page um, and even when you create challenges. So we want to we really want to streamline it so that if you're only interested in NBA or baseball, then that's what you'll see in the app. Uh, obviously, you know, you can change that in settings, but, you know, we've gotten feedback that, you know, it's, it's great that we have all these sports, but folks just want to, you know, they they know what they like. And, you know, they may just like baseball and that's all the only thing they want. And that's fine. So that's uh, so, yeah, so that's one of the things that we're adding. Um, we're also going to be adding um, push notifications to Android at the moment. There are none for Android, but we're, we're hoping to get that out soon. Um, and a host of other a host of other updates for Android that I think, you you know, users are going to love. You know, so we're 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 really pushing to, to get uh, some of these new updates. And I'm thinking by next month. We should be rolling out version 2.1, and uh, yeah, so we're looking forward to it. Well, I mean, I'm sure like everybody else, that's exciting to hear that you guys are just constantly um, pushing the envelope, you know, raising yeah. the bar. Um, the social <laughs> aspect that you guys that you were talking about, that sounds awesome. Um, I think that, yeah. like you yeah. said, that'll, that'll really help the people interact with each other more. Um, I and, I, and, I, and I know what you mean about the specific preferences for sports. Um, like for like like you said, for instance, I'm not really crazy into golf, or I'm not crazy knowledgeable about it necessarily. Um, but there's tons of challenges on there. So like you said, maybe if it has preferences, I don't I don't mind it though because I'm not gonna lie. You know, when I see those challenges, it like like it kind of like makes me want to look it up. Like, can I, yeah. can I can I take this? You know what I mean? Like, it's always it always kind of scratches that itch on me. I'm like, man, this might be worth me taking. Like, should I look into this exactly. guy a little further? You know? So exactly. I like I kind of like know? it, but like you said, you know, it makes sense that some people have preferences and just want to kind of stick to that. But um, it sounds like a lot of good stuff coming in. And every yeah. time we talk, you know, whether on the podcast, by email, Twitter, wherever it is, it, there's there's always something you're telling me about. You know, that's next and that's coming. So, um, you know, that's why it's exciting you know, using the app and working so closely with you guys and, and, uh, you know, having a league on there and things like that, it makes it really fun. And it's always, uh, you know, comforting to hear that you guys are constantly, you know, pushing that. So, um, yeah. it's good to hear that. Yeah. yeah. I'm, uh, I gotta tell you, man, this, this, uh, this partnership, uh, you know, we're, we're very happy that, you know, the clock Dodger team is on, on board, um, and actually using the app too. So that, that's, that's been great for us. Your feedback is, it's been awesome. You know, we really, we really, really, uh, have you know taken that feedback and made sure that you know when we go and think about our UI UX and any bugs or any features that you know that you know that we, we, we look into and the other thing that we're, we're working on too um, is we are actually 
going to be fixing a bunch of different bugs and, uh, you know, minor, some major, but, you know, mostly minor. Um, so in that next version, 2.1, it's going to have a host of, a host of uh, things that are going to be fixed. Um, and one other thing, this might not be as exciting to your listeners, but I think it's cool as a, as a techie guy. So we are uh, one of the things I'm going to do um, towards the end of the summer. I know that's a long time away, but towards the end of the summer, we're going to implement uh, a bunch of uh, things in the, in the developments on the development side uh, to create uh, better uh, testing. So automate automated testing on our end, so that we can catch bugs and issues. So to give you know the clock dodger users and any user you know a, a bug free, crash free experience um, in our app. So so yeah, so we're. We're working hard, man. We're working, uh, working overnight, uh, over weekends, and <laughs> yeah. to get this thing out. So, well, man, you guys are doing a good job. You know, what I mean, like I said, I, I, I literally, I used to play all the other, um, you know, daily fantasy apps and stuff like that. And I, and I, and I'm, and I'm not just saying this. I'm, I'm being serious. I literally only use no halftime now, and I, I don't know. For me, it's just a player versus player thing. I can't get over how much easier it is for me to do it that way. Um, I feel like it's less luck. Because I'm dealing with less, you know, less guys that I have to have all yeah. these guys hit. You know what I mean? So I'm exactly. being, I'm being 100 exactly. honest. I'm not, you know, everyone knows who listens. I don't have any reason to, you know, lie or, or you know, bite the company <laughs> line or anything or toe the company line. But seriously, I, I literally don't use any other app besides no halftime as far as DFS is concerned. Since I started using it, it's, you know, is that is that um, addicting for me and and hopefully for everybody <laughs> else. But for for me, I'm just speaking for myself. You know, I love it. And you know, if, if there's anything you guys can improve, that's great. Um, but yeah. you know, I'm having a great time even as it is. So I can only, you know, get, I get excited when you tell me all these things that are coming because I'm, I'm already enjoying it, you know? Oh man. I'm, I'm, ha- I'm happy to hear that, man. I, I'm actually looking forward to football. I mean, I love, I love basketball. I, you know, I, I love baseball, but I cannot wait for football. That I can't is going to be like, that's going to be fun. Oh, I cannot wait. I can't, <laughs> I can't wait either. Wait. Last year when I was using it, I don't think I got to use it as much during football as I wanted to, you know, it was kind of new to me then in that moment. And it was kind of yeah. late for me to like, you know, jump in and start going crazy on there. So I didn't get to use it as much as I want. Now I'm scared yeah. at how much I'm going to use it when the football season comes around. So I'm a little worried. My bank account is a little worried, but hopefully everything goes good and I don't have to worry about anything. Um, yeah, yeah. You, you should be fine. Man. You should be fine. Yeah. And, and, and speaking of, you know, NFL coming back around, we're we're days away from the NFL draft, right? Yes. Um, yes. That starts Thursday. Um, so are you excited for your giants? You think you guys are going to do some oh, things? Oh, you know what? I I'm super excited. And uh, one of the reasons why I'm super excited is because the two teams that have those, you know, the number one and number two draft picks, they're going to go quarterback. So yep. all that does is it allows some more talent to fall to us at 10. So, you know, before there might've been some questions as to, you know, uh, Tunsil might've gone number one. Now, he might go three or four. Uh, and if that happens, it's basically a shift. So, you know, a player that, you know, who we would have only gotten at 10, you know, uh, he, you know, he's probably, he could fall a uh, both Joey Bosa could fall to us. Um, miles, miles could fall to us. The, the linebacker from UCLA. Yep. Um, you know, uh, I'm hoping that, you know, maybe one of those, those stud offensive tackles comes to New York. Um, but any way you look at it, man, at that ten pick, we it's gonna we're gonna come out good. So I mean, we're gonna get an impact player, and that's all you re- that's all you really can ask for at at that ten spot. 
Yeah, is the best player available. Um, yeah. Now, see, like for this draft, for some reason, for me, I I don't feel like there's as much star power, but I feel like there's more depth. Would you say you, you kind of agree with me on that? Like, I don't feel like there's oh. any guy that like you know will transcend the sport and kind of you know be this huge game changer. But at, at the same time, I feel like you know throughout the draft, um, there's gonna be a ton of guys that you know can can be valuable to teams even late in the draft. Do you kind of agree with that, or you know, I I, I agree with that, but. I- I'm I'm actually super high on um, on uh, Miles. Is, I think it's Miles Jack, the the linebacker from uh, from UCLA. Yeah. If 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 his knee injuries uh, aren't as significant uh, as you know what's been kind of leaked put out there, I think I think he could be the the linebacker that's gonna. We look back at this draft and be like, man. I can't believe that guy, you know, fell to the Giants at number ten. Just like ODB, when when he got drafted, um, I think he was fifteenth. You know, looking back at that draft, how the hell did he fall to fifteenth? You know, yeah. <laughs> you know that that's that's a crazy thing about it. And I think uh, Miles Jack, he the guy can he can he can uh, cover he can cover he can cover tight ends, and he can get out in the flat uh, and cover running backs. Uh, he can he can play the run. He can rush the quarterback. Um, you, when you got when you got a guy as athletic as, as he is, you put him in that, at that middle linebacker spot. You know he's the, the captain uh, quarterback on defense. And I think that's a game changer. So I think looking looking at Miles Jack, I think that guy, whoever lands him, he's going to be a special player. I, you know what? Don't be surprised if the Ravens get him. They, they, that seems like a Ravens pick, you know. Yeah, they they know their their linebackers, if anything. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> they know they know a thing or two about linebackers, so don't be surprised if uh, if he falls. And I think out of all the players, I think we're gonna look at we're gonna say you know he was he's the player that wow four you know four or five years from now that you know he's that's the he's a you know he's a Pro Bowl a perennial. Right, and, and and you probably would say the same thing about linebacker Jalen Smith also if his knee, which is even worse than Miles Jacks, right? I mean, yeah, um, yeah. you know, they're not even sure whether he's going to play ever again, you know, depending. They say he definitely won't play for the next year, you know, for the next season. So um, another, you know, bad situation where this guy was, I, I would say, arguably, you know, for sure top 10, but uh, even higher possibly. So there's some linebackers that, uh, you know, if health issues weren't, you know, uh, um, a factor right now, they would be, you know, very highly touted. So, um, yeah. Miles Jack, we'll see, you know, we'll see if he goes higher or if he starts to drop, you know, it's totally possible with the, with the way the draft unfolds, you know? So, so, so the thing about Jalen Smith is he, he's the kind of guy, I think the Patriots, he seems like a Patriots pick, you know, the Patriots are the, the kind of team that, you know what, they'll risk, uh, a, a draft pick to take a guy who might not play, for a year, yeah, and yeah, and he'll come back and be a Pro Bowler. That that seems like something the Patriots would do. I mean, would you agree? Or yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would say so. He, he's he, like basically what you're getting at. He's, he's a luxury pick, probably for a team that exactly that, that exactly. doesn't need someone right away. Yeah, it, it, it's a luxury pick, but it, it also seems like something that they like a, it's a high uh, a high risk, high reward, right? Yeah, so yeah. They waste a pick on him and. If he never plays a down in the NFL, then you know they're they they already have like you know a ton of draft picks. So if he never plays a down in the NFL, then it's wasted. But you know they're still going to be a good team, you know, with or without uh, Jalen. So so I wouldn't be surprised if if the Patriots come in and, and somehow swoop him up and 
find a way to win the draft like they do every year. Yeah, yeah, that's becoming routine. <laughs> but, um, yeah. you know, as, as a Raider fan, we're pick 14. I don't know, you know, if, like you said, the trades helped, you know, making, you know, knocking guys down. But I'm also not opposed to, you know, trading out, you know, trading down if that's down, the case. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, so I'm not opposed to that either. So we'll see how it unfolds. Are you are you one of those what, guys who watch every single day of the draft, or do you? Uh, only... Not anymore. I used to watch. I used to watch the first, uh, um, the first two rounds. Now, you know, before it was what it was a two day, two day. Now it's three day, right? Yeah. So, they got, yeah. so I used to watch. Uh, I used to watch both days. Um, but now that it's a three day and then, you know, on Thursday is I, yeah, I can't, I can't do all that. I just, I used to love like going, watching on Saturday and then, you know, finishing off on Sunday, but now it's like, eh, eh. but question for you. So since you're a Raiders fan, I mean, wh- what do you think about the Raiders defense? Uh, look, they're looking pretty good this year. They are. Um, you know, I, I love the addition of Bruce Irvin. Um, I yeah. love the cornerback, you know, Sean Smith that we signed. I, I, I don't want to sound too much like a homer. And that's what, you know, <laughs> especially being a Raider fan, I know people will, will, will drag me into that, you know, but um, <laughs> I, I, I'm feeling good about the whole team, honestly, as, as crazy as it yeah. sounds like I feel like we're a young team. Um, you know, obviously, we're adding difference makers now that we're sort of. Um, you know, we're, 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 we're getting kind of sound in a lot of the positions, you know, quarterback, yeah. receiver, you know, things like that. So um, I, I really feel like we can make a push for, for the division, you know, with Peyton Manning gone and, um, you know, the Broncos losing some guys, uh, you know, the Chiefs and Chargers, the Chargers I'm not too worried about, but everyone yeah. seems to be high on Phillip Rivers again this year. So we'll see. Um, but, you know, I do feel good. And I, as crazy as it sounds, you know, at least as a Raider fan, the, the past, at least recently for the last decade <laughs> has been so yeah. terrible that, terrible, yeah. you know, this right now, it feels really, really good. Um, so, so I don't know so, if I'm getting too crazy about it or if I'm you you know, be, fair. I, I think I think you you are uh, def, there's definitely definitely reason to be optimistic. Um, but. I guess my question is how long before, you know, one of the players gets a DWI this off season, uh, which one will be the first one to, to have a domestic abuse. I mean, is this the, is this the, are, are have the Raiders turned the corner on that? You know, that, that, that history of being, you know, the, the bad boys of the, of, of the NFL or, or is this a, is this a, the, the new Raiders that I, I think it's the new Raiders, man. I mean, oh, you know, wow. as far as DWIs and all that, you never know, you know, any, <laughs> yeah. I feel like anybody could do it, but as far as like the Raiders being a problem team, I don't think it's the case anymore. Um, mm. but again, that could be my optimism, my homerism. <laughs> um, I, I know that card is always going to get pulled, but I really do feel good about it. You know, I think that the GM, uh, you know, Reggie has done a good job and, uh, with Jack Dory as a head coach, kind of brings that veteran yeah. head coach, you know, feel to the team. So, mm-hmm. again, Derek Carr and all those guys, I feel good, you know. Um, okay. So we'll see, but I, I I do feel good, and and hopefully I'm not uh, eating these words, you know, by the <laughs> middle of the season, and everybody's telling me how I was wrong again. Yeah, well, we'll see. I'm optimistic for them too, so hopefully they'll they'll pull it out this year. Yeah. Um, speak, speaking of another team in the Bay Area, but actually not football. Um, I don't know if you've seen that Curry got hurt again today in the playoffs. Oh yeah, I saw that. I saw that. You I think know, they said it was his knee. Yeah, sprain, sprain knee. I'm, I'm hoping it's nothing serious, uh, because on that long list of things that could prevent them from winning a championship, at number one is Steph Curry not playing in the playoffs. I mean, that, that's they, they have. I mean, look, they're, they're a great team without him. They could beat the Rockets in, in a seven-game series, um, <clears throat> but if they don't got Steph Curry. 
I don't think they make it out of the second round. Because I think that it looks like they may end up going up against, what, the Clippers in the right. next round? Right, yeah, I believe so. Yeah, or even if, if, if even if it's even if it's Portland, um, I don't think the Warriors get out of that second round if they don't have Steph Curry. I, I just I can't see it. So uh, I hope I hope I hope to God that he's healthy and that he can play because I got a few bets with um, with uh, Dave on that. We, <laughs> we got some we got some side bets on us on the Warriors and uh, actually the bet is. Um, that if the Warriors make it back to the finals and the Cavs make it, that the Warriors will win. So that's one of the bets. And then the other one is that the Warriors, when they meet the Spurs, if they meet the Spurs in the in the conference finals, that they'll beat them. So I got I got a lot of money riding on these guys. So they Uh-oh. gotta come through for me. They gotta come through. Yeah, that, that I was actually gonna ask you. You know, if if Curry for whatever crazy reason can't play, you you feel zero percent chance, right? That these guys zero zero, zero yeah. yeah. Well, hopefully, I mean, you know, I really hope this injury doesn't kind of, you know, ruin this magical season that they've been on, you know, yeah, record-breaking I'll, season I'll, and for, for, for Curry crazy. himself and for the team. And it'll be yeah. uh, it'd be kind of shitty if it, you know, turns out that, you know, these injuries catch up with him. I mean, I don't, yeah. I don't know. Do you, do you feel like, um, you know, just his body is running out of steam at this point because he's given so much? Or do you feel like it's just kind of a freak thing? Um, I think it's a freak thing. I mean, you look, you look at the... You look at how I mean how it happened. I saw the replay, um, and he looked—he slipped on a wet spot. So I mean, he, anyone could say, you know, you someone could say, you know, his, from the wear and tear of the season and the, playing all those games to win, um, overcompensating for the ankle. Exactly, overcompensating for the ankle. But I think the way it happened, I don't know. I mean, you know, if if he might have escaped that with, you know, if if he didn't have the wear and tear. Without having a sprain, uh, a sprain, uh, um, a sprained, uh, sprained knee. So, yeah. oh, sprained knee. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I think I think it was, it was a sprained knee, right? Yeah, sprained knee. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't I don't think he would have. I don't think he. It's just a. It was an awkward fall. So I think uh, I don't want to blame wear and tear, um, but you know I think uh, you know. I, I really hope that <laughs> he's okay. Yeah, and from and from your bets, it sounds like you think the Warriors, if he's healthier, winning it all again. Yeah, I, and I don't think it's close. I think I think the Warriors are the best team in basketball. You know, they beat you in so many different ways. Um, it's crazy because um, the Spurs were undefeated at home. Yep, undefeated. And the Warriors basically came in there and just shellacked them. I mean, it uh, it tells you, you know. And then it, what it took for the for the Houston Rockets to beat the Warriors was a great game from from Harden, a bad shooting night from Klay Thompson, um, and a few other a few other minor details like Dwight Howard having a great game. Which these those things down the road, Klay Thompson having a, another bad game like that won't happen. James Harden, yeah, he could have a good game. And then Dwight, eh, too too inconsistent. You know, team chemistry is off. Uh, actually, did you, did you see when when James Harden hit that game winner in uh, in Houston and how they they showed the bench and like nobody on the bench was uh, celebrating? <laughs> yep. Yeah, man. I, I'm not a fan of the Rockets, man. I'm not a fan of yeah. you know. I mean, obviously, I'm a fan of Harden. I think the dude's super talented, but you yeah. know, as far as how they've built the team and like the chemistry that's going on in there, it just doesn't feel right. You know what I mean? Well, see, well, see, here, here's the thing. Here's the thing about the chemistry, though. I, I don't. I there's a there is a chemistry issue. Yes, but I think I don't know if it's the way 
if it's because of the way the team has been built, right? I think when you got a guy like James Harden, right, he doesn't seem like a guy who, again, I, I, this is this is this is, sounds like he's your your you know one of your favorite players that you like to watch, but he doesn't <laughs> seem like the kind of guy that motivates me or if I was a teammate of him to motivate you know to motivate and to go to war with this guy you know right right there, right there was a re- there was a report that I read last year that he showed up to camp out of you know out of shape <laughs> overweight um and that's not what you do if you're trying to take your team to the next level right, right. you're the team leader you know the guys are looking for you for leadership and here you are showing up you know out of shape and out of weight after, you know, spending your weekends with Chloe, um, you know, you, you got, so, and then, I mean, you look at this team and you could tell that they don't really like him. You know, I don't know if it's just me, but I don't, you know, if James Harden has the ball in his hands all the time. Right. Mm -hmm. And then, and, and then also the defense that he plays, dude, you watch, you watch him play defense. It's pathetic. So if look, if you and I were, were playing at like the the local gym, right? Right. And you were giving up layups galore, I would be so heated that you were on my team. Right. You, you see the guy. Like, you, you see me dogging it. Like you don't want to play with me. Yeah. You don't want to be on my team anymore. You know what I mean? Exactly. Exactly. I, I know because in, in every the effort that I put in on defense and offense is going to be for nothing because. The guy that you're guarding is going to run right by you and score, uh, or you're going to give up the game-winning layup. Or uh, you saw the one highlight where where Clay Thompson basically had a wide-open layup because this guy just didn't even bother contesting it. He just yep. moved out of the way. So let me and, ask you. So let me ask you this then. So 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 you're basically saying that you don't feel like he's really a good leader, probably, right? No. Okay. No, so no. do you think with the way the team is built and with him being there, without moving him? Do you feel like the Rockets could bring in a leader and and he would be able to assume that position over Harden, or do you feel like Harden prevents that altogether, regardless of who you bring in? Um, I, I think I think they would have to bring in a leader, but that leader, <laughs> they would also have to bring in a leader who um who would take ball handling responsibilities away from Harden. You, I mean, look, don't get me wrong, ball, uh, uh, Harden is great offensively. Um, you know, what he does out there, you know, he can create his own shot. He, he can get to the foul line. Uh, he can do so many different things. Um, but you really, really got to get the ball out of his hands so that offense can kind of flow. Don't get like, yeah, you, you guys like Dwight got to, he's not, he, Dwight Howard has proven he's not a leader. Yeah. He's, he's Dwight, not helping the, he's not helping the cause at all. Exactly. You know, Mr. Uh, Stickums himself. You know, he's, these these guys, you know, you got to get you got to get real leaders. And I think that's that's one of the problems with, you know, with New York. Melo's not a leader. Melo, nope. I, I put Melo and James Harden on the same level in terms of, look, they're both offensively gifted players. Defensively, yeah, they leave a lot to be desired. And leadership wise, neither of those guys are what Phil Jackson calls transformational or transactional leaders. I don't know if you if you if you keep up with the uh, the the Phil Jackson drama. Oh yeah, he, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, but uh, it's always entertaining. <laughs> yeah, he's always entertaining. But neither those guys are not leaders in any sense of the word. Um, yeah. So you know, 
you you can't you cannot have James Harden be the face of the franchise and expect them to take the next step. You just can't do it. You cannot do it. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see what they do, but they they obviously got to do something. I mean, they can't keep continuing, um, yeah. you know, down this path. Um, you know, and allowing Harden to be the man. But you know, whether they can make that happen with Harden there, you know, it's it's something we'll just kind of wait and see. Um, yeah. But but speaking on this, kind of bring um, it kind of reminds me of a question that I, I had seen online, and I'm the 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 source has slipped my mind. I can't think of where I seen the question being posed, but um, I, I wanted to kind of throw this at you. Okay, so the war you you would you agree that the Warriors are a better team than the Thunder? No question. Oh yeah. Okay. No question. No okay. Question so now let me ask you this. If you swapped Curry and Westbrook, which team is better now? Everything else stays the same. Just those guys swap. Are the Warriors still a far better team than Thunder? Or are the Thunder now the best team? Oh, wow. 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 Uh, dude, that, that, that's, a, that's a great question. That, that, uh, so that, see, because to me, you know, wow. Westbrook is amazing, obviously. And there's no denying that dude is one of the, t- to me, top three in the league maybe at this point. And you know, if you put them on the Warriors, do do the Warriors lose that much in Curry, or or, or is there other factors that um, you know we we can't consider? And of course, you pair Curry with with Durant. I mean, that would that would be sick. So I, uh, I seen the question. I literally I couldn't even come up with an answer because I was like, I don't uh, know. You know that, that so okay. So let, let's look at let's look at it like this. Let, let's, let's let's why don't we both we, we'll both try to break it down. So, um, which the Thunder have the advantage with uh, the more talented roster. Any roster, any any roster with with Kevin Durant and uh, Steph Curry win that. And I, and I don't think it's close. Like those two guys are the, the two best players, um, you know, out of like the top guys out of those teams. Right. Um, but if you're looking at coaching, I think, the Warriors win that hands down, and it's not even close. I think if you're talking about supporting Cass, I think the Warriors win hands down. Um, dude, you know what? I gotta, I gotta go Warriors. And so you the go the War- Warriors with Westbrook. Yeah, I gotta, yeah, you, I gotta go Warriors with Westbrook. And the reason why I say that is because uh, Steve Kerr, he has such a beautiful basketball mind. Like he. He knows what he's doing out there, and that offense. I, one of the, one of the problems with OKC, I think, is that their offense is so predictable, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know what they're going to do in the closing minutes. It's going to be Durant or Westbrook. They're going to try to play hero ball, um, and the movements are so predictable. You know, I've I've heard you know enough folks. Uh, basketball es- experts who all say the same thing that, hey, you know, these guys are so predictable and we know what they're going to do. Everyone knows what the Warriors are going to do in, in the last minute. Um, so it it almost negates the talents right. of Westbrook and Kevin Durant, you know, because if you know exactly what, the, what they're going to do. So what that tells me is if you put a guy like Steph Curry and De- Kevin Durant out there on the floor and you know exactly what they're going to do because the offensive sets are so predictable, it almost, it almost, most certainly, actually, negates their talent, and I think, I think we're, you're going to see that this year. Like the Thunder, you know, they're gonna, they're gonna go past the Mavericks, but they're gonna lose in the next round. And, and I say that just because this team, they are not built to beat any of the top. They're not built to beat any of the top teams. Their bench is trash. 
You know, like who who on that bench scares you? I mean, nobody really. Like you exactly. said, it's just not a. Yeah. <laughs> it, it can't hang with the Warriors bench, and, yeah. and 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 I guess you you've got me to lean towards the Warriors because Westbrook to me, man, he, I I know everyone knows he's good. But I feel like we still don't appreciate how good he is because yeah. of guys like Curry and LeBron and stuff like that. I feel like Westbrook is, is, is so good that he kind of gets overshadowed. I don't know if it's because he's with Durant or, or what it is, but um, I think he's so nasty. You know what I mean, I think if you put him on yeah. the Warriors, I, I, I don't know if they I, – I just don't know how much of a, a factor, you know, Curry's back-breaking, uh, three-point shooting, you know, <laughs> in, in games, how much of a factor it is if it – you know, it, it, I know Westbrook can mimic his his, his score his scoring. I'm sure, um, yeah. but as far as that mentality, you know, that back breaking mentality that Curry, you know, brings, um, I have to assume that Westbrook could do the same. Um, and like you yeah. said, when, when all things considered, when you talk about bench players and, and coaching, it's just not even close. It's not close. And so here's here's the other thing to think about too. Um, when you Westbrook, I don't think he's reached. I don't even think he's reached his ceiling yet. And that, and, and I mean, and that's the that's the scary part about Westbrook's game, is that, you know, he, the physical parts, everything is there, like you know, but I think he's still growing mentally, and learning the game of basketball. As crazy as that sounds, I don't think we've seen the best of Westbrook. So, you put Westbrook on the Warriors, you get a guy like Steve Kerr, you know, who knows how to coach a point guard. You, I mean, you see what, what, what he's doing with Sean Livingston. Sean Livingston looks like he belongs – or he looks like a starter, a starting point guard in the NBA. Yeah. Um, but he's coming off the bench. Um, but you put you put Westbrook with Steve Kerr, that offense, yeah. So you're, so you're, so you're saying if Westbrook goes to the Warriors, we, have a, we, we see a better Westbrook even. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think, I think you see an even better Westbrook in it. And then, I mean, I, I know I said before – Steph Curry is the best player in the world, and it's not it's not close. But you put a Westbrook uh, on that team, and with the the right coach, I, I don't think Donovan is the right coach for those guys, man. It's it's the the Thunder, man. I don't know what the hell they're doing. <laughs> you you give you give uh, you give a guy like Westbrook a real coach. Um, you know, you give him a guy like um, you know a Popovich or a Rick Carlisle or, uh, you know, Steve Kerr, and he goes to a whole nother level. He transcends. Yeah. Because the the physical tools are there. Listen, the you, vision don't, you, is there. you don't have to worry about me arguing for Donovan, man. I don't know if you remember yeah. at one point when he, uh, I'm, a, I'm a Magic fan, I don't know if you remember when he signed as a head coach of the Magic and then, like, backed out before he ever did anything. <laughs> man, I was so I, hot. I, I, and, 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 and like you said, we may have dodged a bullet. I mean, who knows, but... At the end of the day, like just that whole that whole um, you know situation yeah. of the bad taste in my mouth. So uh, if you if you're uh, you know gearing up for a <laughs> uh, a hater bandwagon against Donovan, you you got you looking at the right guy because um, I am not a fan at all. You so you know what what's interesting is they fired Scott Brooks, right? Yeah. Well, what's different? What's different about this team? They're nothing. not better. Yeah, nothing. So it's it's crazy. So it's crazy to me that they they got rid of Scott Brooks. But the team is still running these stupid-looking simpleton uh, offensive sets where it's basically give the ball to Durant in the post or give it to him at the three-point line uh, and watch him do stuff. Give the ball to Westbrook, watch him drive and do stuff. That's the offense. I mean, you really think about it. Like, next time you watch the Thunder play, look at the, look at the way they play offense in the last five minutes of the game. Like Super it's, predictable. It's, 
it's super it's super predictable and it's not even close not even close so yeah donovan i don't he's he's definitely not a good he's i don't want to say yeah he's not a good coach <laughs> who, who's who's that who's that guy with the celtics i can't think of his name um uh, the young um, guy, I can't think of anything on top of my head either. Now that you put me on the that, spot with it, but that, that he, guy, no, he, he's put, really good though. Yeah, you put Westbrook with him. He, you see what he's doing with Isaiah Thomas. Um, yeah, you put Westbrook on with any other coach that knows what he's doing. Westbrook, Westbrook takes the next step. So I, I actually, I feel kind of feel bad for Westbrook now. That I think about it. <laughs> yeah, I, I think at the end of the day, him and Durant are both gonna bolt. You know, from Oklahoma, yeah, as soon as so. they get the chance. So, what do you what do you think? What do you think Kevin Durant goes? Of course, Orlando. Where else, man? Come on, man, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, do you, what do you think he really goes? Um, I don't know, man. You know, see, my thing with Durant is I don't. I feel like he's a real humble guy, and um, mm-hmm. I, I don't think that. I, and I could be crazy, but I don't think that like money is like his major factor because of the simple fact that he gets so much money in endorsements and. Um, it, nah, that, that's dude. never going to run out. So I feel like, nah. you know, whoever throws the most money at him, that's not going to be the deciding factor. But I also don't think that he's, um, you know, like large market hungry type of thing. Um, I, I, I you know, I, agree with that. I, don't, I don't know. I think he's, I think he's going to seriously, um, you know, go over rosters and coaches and see really what makes sense for him. I, I honestly believe that. I don't think he's just going to chase the money or chase the star power. Um, so, I, I really so, believe he's going to give every team a legit chance. Let me ask you this. Well, except the Knicks, he's not gonna give the Knicks a chance. <laughs> but, but, but let me let me ask you let me ask you this question. So, if you're Kevin Durant, all right. So let let's let's look at this. So, if I'm Kevin Durant, I look at the the OKC uh, Thunder, and I say to myself, Is this team going to compete for a title anytime soon? The answer to me is no. No. They're not gonna beat the Warriors. They're not gonna beat the Spurs. They're not gonna beat the Clippers. He needs to go east. Exactly, exactly. So, so that tells me that again, or West. Don't forget about the Lakers. Uh, so oh, yeah, that's true. The, so, if, so if I'm Kevin Durant, I think the the probability, and, and actually, I, I I thought about this too when LeBron was becoming a free agent the first time. I thought to myself, why is he going to stay in Cleveland? He's not. He's not. He's not going to beat. He's not going to. The, the, the team has already failed to put a championship team around him, even though he was there for like seven years. Right. Right. Um, so and I said the same thing when he left for Miami. I was like, there's no reason for him to stay. There's no reason. And I, I see the same thing with with Kevin Durant. This is the, the OKC, the team that's not willing to spend the money. Think about it. They could have had James Harden. Yeah. Uh, they could have had Russell Westbrook and uh, Kevin Durant all on the same team. But they didn't want to go over the luxury tax. They they made they made some moves this year, you know, right around the the uh, the, the the trade deadline to go under the, the the luxury tax. Think about that. These guys they're so concerned with managing the the cap that they don't see the bigger picture, which is Kevin Durant. Um, so if I'm Kevin Durant, the team is not willing to spend the money. The coaching is not championship caliber. Uh, they're not. They don't have the money to bring in another superstar, right? So, if so where I'm do him, you go then? If you if you're him, where do you where do you ooh, go? See, that's 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 the question. If you um, had to have a dark horse team right now, this early, where would you say? Lakers. 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 Yeah. Yeah. I hate saying I, that, man. I cannot I know, stand I know, it, man. I know. I'm not know. a Laker hater, but it's like I can't. It annoys <laughs> me when I see teams, you know, have the superstar for 20 years, lose them, and just replace them. And I'm a Magic fan, and I can't get one. You know what I mean? It's like. 
ah man, you know, so, just I, dude, I I I I agree one hundred percent. And he, the crazy thing, so here's here's the thing about the Lakers. Think about this: they're gonna have like something something crazy this offseason, like sixty million dollars to go after you know big name free agents, right? Because Hibbert's gonna be off the books. Um, Meta World Peace is off the books. A few other players are off the books. Um, but think about the core that they got. Randall, he's he. I think he's gonna blossom into a you know a legitimate uh, forward in the NBA. Yeah. Uh, Russell, he's a starting. He is already a starting point guard. Just take the, the just the, take the camera phone away from him. He's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just take, <laughs> look. Just take just take his Snapchat away, and he's fine. You know. Um, uh, dude, they're they're probably going to get the top three pick in the NBA draft. Uh, so you're going to have a nice young core of guys. I'm Kevin Durant, you know, big, I mean, obviously you say he doesn't necessarily want to go to a bigger market, but LA is a big market, uh, that dude, it it would be hard for him to turn that down and they're going to have plenty of money to just, just build around him. Dude, don't be surprised if the Lakers come in and swoop him up. I don't want to hear this. I do not want to hear this. and, And here's the other, and here's the other scary thing. Let's say let's say they go out and they get Kevin Durant. Guess who's a, guess who's a free agent in 2017? Westbrook. Westbrook. So if so, think about it. if they they don't spend all their money this off season and they save a little bit and enough to give them a max contract. Uh, you know, it's there, man. It, all the all the ingredients are coming together. You know what I mean? <laughs> just, just like it always does. Oh God! It, this it is a conspiracy. Like, I'm calling it a conspiracy. I, Dude, you know it, it always seems like the stars align for the Lakers, and it's not, and it's crazy. Um, yeah, so that, that's, that's my dark horse. That's my dark horse. I don't see him going to Washington. Um, yeah, I don't no. see it either. I just don't. I don't know why. I seen they signed Scott Brooks, and you know that was the you know you know that's what that's for. It's a ploy to get Durant, but exactly. Um, I, I just don't see it happening for whatever reason. It seems too obvious. It seems like. You know, it just seems like that place that everyone's going to lean towards, his hometown, stuff like that, and it's just not going to nah, happen. But Nah, it's not going to happen. We'll I see. Exactly. I mean, we'll, we'll see at the end of the day, but I think that dark horse is the Lakers, man. They got so much money. They're going to have a crazy high draft pick this year. Dude, If, if think about it. Like, like which, which – let's say you and I were at the club, right? And, you know, you looked over, you saw these two girls – one of them, you know, you had a, you, you already, you know, you've already been around the rodeo. You've re- been around the block with a few times. You've gone out on a few dates. And then you look over, there's another girl, you know, young, fresh, you know, obviously, obviously over 21. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, you know, fresh. And, uh, you know, you see a lot more upside with uh, girl number two. Who are you picking? Listen, man, am I trying to win a championship in one night or am I trying to win a couple of championships? <laughs> <laughs> good point I, I guess i guess it all depends on what your end goal is um yeah i guess you're right i guess it, it all depends it's all about on goals goal. man it's about goals Are we talking short term long term <laughs> you know there's a lot of different I mean, variables you know i even if even if you're thinking long term i think girl number two is the better option yeah I think, I, 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 I man i just don't want to agree with you because you're breaking my heart man i don't want the lakers no, to be man, reloaded no, right away Dude, the, the the logic the logic in my head just says that he's he would be silly to stay with OKC. Uh, if I agree he really with that. Wants to win. He, but again, these NBA players sometimes they they don't think logic. Like like Carmelo, like 
he should he should not have stayed with New York. Chicago was the better the better place for him to go. Um and he did not think logically in that case. Everyone believes that Chicago was the best option for him. Right. Uh so but then I guess you see guys like Kobe and Tim Duncan, they stay in the same place and it kind of works out, you know? So maybe Well, they... well, when we say we say they stay in the same place, I mean Remember, Tim Duncan, he's won multiple championships, so there's no reason for him to leave. Exactly. Right? Oh, yeah, um, that's true. I mean, yeah. So before they yeah, even became a free agent, that, you know. Exactly, exactly. So he, he won he won the championship his rookie year. Yeah, it was justifiable to stay. It made sense. Exactly. But if you're and arguing then, the case for Durant, you know, there's not really much of an argument, you know, besides a comfort factor and that he knows it. And, exactly. You know, exactly. not dude, enough of an argument. Dude, we, 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 we basically just laid out the argument as to why Kevin Durant is leaving OKC. And I, and to me, it just makes sense for him to leave. It just makes sense. Dark Horse, Orlando. No homer. Oh, man. Well, I want to jump into foul or no foul. Okay. All right. So let's take a jump into this and I'm going to jump all over the board like always. So, you know, um, let's jump right into it. It's that time again. Let's play another round of foul or no foul. All right. The the first one, the first statement, and this is non-sports related. Um, When we're talking about parking lot ethics, okay, Mm -hmm. parking lot Mm -hmm. ethics, Mm -hmm. this is the statement. There is nothing wrong with standing in a parking spot to hold it for someone else who hasn't arrived yet. Foul or no foul? Foul. Foul? Foul. Under no circumstance should you be trying to hold a parking spot uh, when you don't actually have a car with you. <laughs> if you're on foot, yeah, that, that, that is definitely a foul. I agree, man. I don't, I don't even feel comfortable <laughs> being the guy that's standing there. So yeah, exactly. I, can't, I can't give it a no foul. I just have to go with you. If the person, if you if you if the person ain't there yet, they lose their spot, man. You know. Yeah, so let, let let me throw one at you real quick. Foul or no foul? Uh, in the wintertime, if you shovel out a parking spot on the street and you put a cone or item to designate it as yours, uh, so that no one else can park there uh, when you leave that spot, foul or no foul? That's foul, man. <laughs> Listen, forget <laughs> well, your little, forget your cone. I don't even see the cone. <laughs> You, but what you, if you what if you spent like thirty minutes just shoveling out your car? Hey man, then, if, if 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 once you move your car, you lost your spot. Damn, you, damn, you, that's, you that's didn't shovel out the spot for a cone; you shoveled it out for a car. Damn, that that's definitely a Floridian talking. Yeah, see, see, that's what I was just gonna say. It's easy life. for me to say that when I don't <laughs> deal with snow. Okay, all right, Fair, that's true. <laughs> but I respect you, you guys who deal with the snow. You know, a, a great deal. I I respect the. Uh, if I'm up north, if I see a cone, I'll respect it. But just ah, know I'm not fair. happy about it. That, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Statement number two. Okay. Um, all right. So the most uh, – you've seen uh, Jack, uh, Jake Arietta. Uh, is it Jack? Jake? Yeah, Arietta. He threw a no-hitter the other day um, mm-hmm. for the Cubs, right? Mm-hmm. So the mm-hmm. most no-hitters, if I did my research correctly, uh, in, a, in a career is Nolan Ryan with seven, I believe it was. Um, mm-hmm. do, do you think – the, the statement is within the next 10 years, we will see Nolan Ryan's record broken. I think that is fair. I think that's fair. Um, and the reason why I say that it's fair is because of where sports science is. I think that sports science is like the next thing, right? Uh, these guys know how to better manage their body. 
their bodies, uh, better manage their recuperation between starts. Um, they also have better uh, intel on how to improve their throwing motion. Um, so I think I think pitchers, uh, yeah. So I think I think that's fair. I think it's right, fair. Yeah. So no foul. I, and I and I agree with you. Like you said, you know, athletes just keep getting bigger, stronger, faster, and and yeah, and medical no science and and sports science keeps getting stronger. Um, there's there's no way for us to look up any other way but up on this. So um, exactly. I, I agree no with foul. you. It seems to be becoming more and more common. And, um, you know, we're seeing really strong pitchers coming up these days, you know, a lot of young guys. And, and like you said, I, I believe it's going to happen. So, um, no you know, problem. records are meant to be broken. So why not? Right. Exactly. All right. Yep, no problem. Now, this one's going to touch a little more um, to heart with you as a Giants fan. Um, oh, we know, okay. you know, OB, uh, Odell Beckham's situation last season with Josh Norman. Um, mm-hmm. So this statement here is um, Odell Beckham Jr.'s antics last season in the game versus the Carolina Panthers uh, between him and Josh Norman was not a big deal. Fowler. Follow no foul. Follow no foul, huh? Um, I'm going to say it is foul. It was a big deal. Oh, it was a big um, deal. Think, okay, so foul. Yeah, so foul. Yeah, so foul. So I I, I, I think that ODB uh, is a super talent, and if he can control his emotions uh, going forward, I think he will end – his career as the best wide receiver in NFL history. Wow, um, uh, dude, I, I fully believe it. The, the, he can do it all. No he homer. Can li- he, no homer. No, no, yeah, yeah no, <laughs> I, 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 no, you know, I, I'm obviously I'm a little biased, but here's 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 my logic. The guy in his rookie year uh, shattered uh, pretty much every rookie record that you could get, and he missed four games. Think about right, that. Right. He was he was on pace to to shatter, you know, you know, a hundred plus catches. Um, you know, double. Di- he played on. He missed the first four games and didn't even play in, in the in the preseason. Um, uh, so ODB, uh, if he stays healthy, uh, and Eli Manning, who has you know he's 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 got at least five or six more years left in him. If Peyton can go till he's 40, then Eli can go till he's 40 also. Um, so with all that said, uh, he's just got to manage his temper. I mean, it, you know, athletically, he's gifted. Like, I've, I don't think I've ever seen – and I've watched, I've watched receivers for a long time. I don't think I've ever watched a receiver run such precise routes and then run after the catch. You're not catching this guy. Athletically, he's, he's so gifted. Yeah. Um, he catches everything. Um, and I think the the biggest factor out of the whole thing is is his route running. It's it, it's just impeccable. Like, so here's here's the here's the thing, real quick. Um, his route running. That's what when you have a receiver who runs routes, that improves their speed. If that makes sense. So, like for example, if you got a guy who runs the four four, um, but he doesn't run routes well then he's he you know he may not be as confident or he may not know the route so you may not run it precisely right but when you got a guy who runs the 4-4 and runs the route precisely he runs so much quicker i mean receivers have said it for years in the second or third year of the system they know they know the system better they know what they should be doing so they're able to make quicker cuts odb runs precise routes 
the the kid is he's nasty. Um, and if he can figure out how to control his antics on the field and not get into like you know verbal spats with the other team's cornerbacks or linebackers, oh man, dude, I, I think I think he has a chance to go down in history as one of the best ever. So I um, assume you're not going to accept any of my no halftime challenges when I take Odell Beckham next year. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You know what? Send it to me. I'll, I'll think about it. I'll think about it. Hey, look, if it's for money, I'll, t- I'll think twice about it. Yeah, man. I mean, I, I love him too. And, you know, I just wanted to go to that question because I wanted to see, you know, you being such a big fan of him and being a Giants fan, um, you know, what was your opinion on that game? You know, for me, um, I, I, I guess I'm kind of in between because I, I, I kind of like that stuff a little bit because I feel like, you know, it, it brings attention to the game. Um, it brings excitement to the game. Mm. I feel like we have softened up the league a lot. Um, but at the same time, I understand the dangers and, and, and some of the things he did when he started getting pretty excessive with it. Um, but I, I like when it doesn't get too, too you know, out of hand as far as, you know, the capability of hurting someone or ending a career or ending a season on someone. But all the other stuff, I don't mind. Like, all the jabbing back and forth and all the, you know, the talking back and forth. I actually enjoy that. Like, I, I like it to be mixed in with the sport, and I feel like it brings back a little <laughs> bit of an edge to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but, yeah. you know, so I, I kind of rode the fence. Um, I've seen a lot of, you know, backlash towards, you know, Odell Beckham yeah. when it happened. But um, no. I was kind of a guy that was kind of a, a fan of it, uh, you, you know, you to a certain it, extent, <laughs> except the blindside shot that was kind of over, you know. Yeah, that was a low blow. So l- let me just toss this back at you. So the only reason why I say foul uh, is because when you engage in, like, that kind of that back and forth with, like, the, the defense, um, defenses – don't take it kindly. So as a receiver, you, there are, there are so many, so many times during a game where you're defenseless. So right. you don't, you don't want to give a defensive back or safety or linebacker extra incentive to come full speed at your head. Right. Um, Motivate Exactly. Exactly. Which they will. I mean, you, you look at, you look at um, what happened in the, the Steelers Bengals uh, playoff. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, who's the Who's the linebacker for the Bengals? I can't remember his name, but he's uh, a hothead. Burfsit, Burfsit. Yeah, exactly. He's a Burfik or whatever his name is. He's a hothead, and he you could tell that he guns for guys' heads, um, and you don't want to give guys like him uh, or guys like Josh Norman added incentive to take your head off. You yeah. don't want to do it. So Especially when uh, Josh Norman just signed with the Redskins, man. You worried about it? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I think it was a stupid deal, man. I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie. I, I respect his game. I think he's super talented. But mm-hmm. um, if you remember, I forget how many years ago it was, but the Raiders had a cornerback, Namdi Asamoah, who oh, yeah. was like super locked down in Oakland, right? And as soon as he left for the big payday in Philly, it just fell apart for him. And I, and I feel like you know I, I kind of, I'm kind of seeing a similarity here. I feel like he was a big system fit. You know, he, he's not exactly young, right? And we're and we're just hearing about him now, so I'm feeling like it, maybe it was a system thing for him. And I don't know if he can replicate that in Washington or not. But um, it's gonna be. I think I think the money they gave him was ridiculous. But it's not my money. I can't say anything about it. But I think it's gonna be fun to see him and you know uh, Odell going at it twice a season. But I didn't know if uh, Giant fans were a little bitter about the about that. You know, it it is. I, I'm actually very happy that I'm looking forward to seeing it. Um, but just one quick thing about the money part. So, uh, I think 15 million is actually fair, fair market value for him. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I say that is because the Giants signed, uh, Janoris Jenkins away from the Rams. Yeah. The corner, they signed him for, I think it was like 
sixty something million for five years, and that basically equates to like twelve million dollars, uh, you know, per season. Is he the so, same age or is he? Uh, he might be younger. Uh, how old is how old is? Uh, I think I think Norman's like twenty eight or twenty nine. Yeah, I think I think he is. I think Janoris Jenkins is around twenty five, twenty six. Yeah, so, so he's a little he, might, bit younger. he might be a little bit younger, a little bit younger. Um, but I think I think guys like Namdi Asamoa. I think it was. I think that his issue was system. They wanted him to play like a cover two or cover, you know, cover three system. But he's a man-on-man defender. Yep, yep. So, but I, I mean, but here's the thing. The Redskins have always struck out in free agency. They're, always. They're free, I, I, I swear we don't. Everyone bashes Al Davis, dude. But Dan Snyder is not far away, worst. man. He's not far he's away. Not, yeah. He's, he's, he's uh, yeah, Al Snyder. Um, that's Al Snyder. Um, Snyder, yeah, he's, uh, he loves to spend money. But they always just flop. They always flop. Like they they brought in who's the the quarterback Hall. Yeah, him. D'Angelo yeah, he was Hall. Getting roasted. Yep. Yeah, yeah, he's been he's been getting roasted for years. Uh, they brought in you know Pierre Garcon. Yeah, eh, okay. Is uh, trader okay. for RG three. Trader for RG three. That was a flop. They brought in um, Deshaun Jackson. That was that's been okay. It's been all but, right, but he of course injured all, right. all the time. But other than that, yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, they they always lose when it comes to free agency. So I'm not. That's why I'm not too worried. They're the Redskins, so I'm not never really too worried about it. So, <laughs> well, yeah. It's gonna be interesting that division, man. You know the things that Eagles yeah. are doing to shake it up, and the Cowboys are always fun. So it's gonna be an interesting division, man. You got yourself, uh, you know, your hands full there. So uh, yeah, we'll, 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 we'll see. We'll be fine. We'll be fine. I, I think I think the Giants defensively have taken uh, a step forward, uh, and they're actually. I think the Giants are gonna be my sleeper defense um, for the upcoming season. Yeah, uh, some of the early ADPs have the Giants going around like 18, 17, 16. I think with these upgrades and who they're going to get in the draft, I think this probably probably puts them in the top 10. They may not be in the top five, but really when you draft them, it's all about getting value. So I think if you, you know, if you can get the Giants in the, you know, as the 17th defense off the board, um, it's a, it's a home run. I think they'll be, they'll be so much better this year. So. Sweet. Well, that kind of leads us into my last Fowler No Foul question. I wanted to, I wanted to throw yeah. at you because it's also a Giants question. Um, so here we go. Here's the last statement for Fowler No Foul. Um, when Eli Manning retires, he will have yeah. won more Super Bowls than his big brother Peyton Manning. That is no foul. Oh that is man, that I, is I knew you wouldn't go any other way. Dude, I, I'm going to tell you. I wouldn't right expect now. you. I couldn't expect you to go any other way because you know what kind of fan uh, would you be? No, so so here's here's the thing though. Here's the thing. You, you got to remember, the the Giants win the Super Bowl when people least expect it. Who's expecting the Giants to win the Super Bowl this year? Nobody. And not this, this is guy. When win it. Exact, exact. Not you. But trust me, a year from now, we'll be we'll be talking about. Hey, you remember when you said the Giants are going to win the Super Bowl? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Dude, they they win it when when people least expect them. Um, and they, they So let me let me throw this out there to you. What do you need to win a Super Bowl? These days, you got to have a good defense, right? Um, the Giants have made significant improvements in the offseason. They signed Olivia Vernon um, from the Dolphins. They got the top cornerback, 
Janoris Jenkins. Uh, they're probably going to draft an impact defensive player. Uh, they've improved the defensive line in um, in Harrison. Um, Ken Pierre. JPP is back uh, in his hand. It actually looks better. Um, uh, I think I think I think Cruz is actually going to be a solid wide receiver too. Um, ODB is still there. Eli Manning is still a top quarterback. What about the running back? Line is going to improve. Say what? Running back. What about your running back? Ah, uh, we don't. You know, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, come on. <laughs> I mean, we got well, we got your boy Rashad Jennings. So Rashad Jennings is in the backfield. So I wish you guys would um, just stick with one. That's all that bothers me. Just stick I with agree. one guy. I agree. I agree. But here's the thing, though. Look, I mean, Jenkins was solid towards the end of the season when they when they stuck when they started giving him more carries. He was solid. Yeah. So the the point the point I'm trying to get to is that. We got all the pieces this year. The defense just has to come together, um, and the offense—the offense is good. I mean, there's no question the offense is good. So, if that defense comes together, the Giants and Eli gets hot come playoff time, championship. I'll be rooting for you guys, man. The NFC—I'll be rooting for you. But you Thanks. know, Thanks. I'm just hoping I get ODB. You done talked him up even more. Now everyone oh, else dude. is going to draft him. Now everybody that's in leagues with me is going to take him from me. But, you know, it's okay. It's okay. You just called the guy the best wide receiver ever in history at some point. But that's okay. I'm sure he'll still be available when I pick. Between him and Antonio Brown, those two guys uh, are the best receivers in the game. And I don't think it's, I don't, I don't think it's close. And, 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 I, and I, I'll actually, you know what? Um, if you know anyone who thinks otherwise – they think uh, one of these other receivers uh, will will uh, be better. Tell them to uh, send me a challenge <laughs> on halftime. Um, and I also take side bets if they want to do that too. But uh, send me a challenge with no halftime. Uh, Nick's, my, my username is NicksWin95. So, you know, I, I'm here if, the, if, if you want to send me some Giants challenge, NFL, NBA challenges, I'm ready. Exactly. I tell them the same thing, man. At Clock Dodgers, send them my way. But listen, if, you, if someone out there believes – that you know, there's a better wide receiver than Antonio Brown or um, Odell Beckham. Please, you know, send your challenges our way. Please draft him. P- please draft whatever wide receiver you're talking about before me in the draft. Um, yes. You know, let them fall to me if you don't have that confidence in them. So uh, exactly. I totally agree with you. I think those two are the standout guys. And yeah. you know, for me, you know, when it comes to fantasy drafts this year, man, I've had such bad luck with running backs in the past. Um, that I've pretty much avoided them in the first couple of rounds mm-hmm. at this point, and it's mm-hmm. and it's worked out for me, you know. So yeah, um, I'm gonna Same continue here. to go that way, but I'm feeling like a lot of people are gonna be pushed that way also. So we'll see how it works now that you know. I'm sure all the media sites and stuff are gonna say this is the way to go. You know, avoid running backs early possibly. So um, sure. a lot of, a lot of people follow what ESPN and stuff tells them. So you know, I may have some competition now on my uh, wide receiver wide receiver strategy, but we'll see. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. Well, that's it for no halftime. I mean, that's it for really, I mean, everything that I have planned today, we, we covered. So, um, it, you know, I'm excited about, you know, what, what you said is coming with no halftime. Um, I'm excited about football. I'm all amped up now that we've talked about it like this. Yeah. Um, I'm excited about Durant coming to Orlando, like you said. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, man, it was a great conversation. Again, um, I, I really appreciate you coming on. And, and, you know, I think it helps, you know, as far as especially in the no halftime um, you know, as far as no halftime goes, it helps, you know, people hear a voice, they kind of have something to connect to um, and, and, and they believe in you. Because like I said, um, every time we talk, 
you know, you take the feedback, you better it, um, you, you tell us all about the different upgrades and stuff that are coming. So um, it really helps, I think, in that in that aspect. So, again, I, you know, I can't appreciate you enough for coming on. Is there anything, uh, any shout outs, anything you want to get across before we end the conversation um, or? Yeah, yeah. Just real quick. I just want to send a shout out to the uh, No Halftime team. I know they're going to be listening to this podcast. Um, folks can check us out at N Halftime uh, on Twitter. Uh, also check out the No Halftime uh, page on Facebook. Um, also, we're on Instagram. Uh, you can email us at fantasy at no halftime. Want to send a shout out to my New York massive uh, that's listening to the show. Um, and uh, also, hopefully, everyone uh, uh, has some great plans for the springtime coming up. And I hope they enjoy the app. I'm actually going to be in New York, man, in uh, the end oh, of July, but it's going to be really short, like three days. I'm going to be there, like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then I leave what on days? Sunday. What dates? Uh, I think it's uh, June. I think it's June twenty eighth. Is that a Thursday? It's somewhere. It's, it's somewhere right uh, before July. Right before July starts. I think it's June twenty eighth or twenty sixth. Well, dude, drop me a, drop me a line. I'll, I'll be in New York. I'll be in New York. So All I'll right, be man. In New York, I'll, uh, I'll, that time, so. We definitely got to connect. Line. We definitely have to connect. And um, sure. you know, and one other thing I want to say about no halftime really quick is that um, from anyone that I talk to, whether it's people that are in leagues with me, whether it's just random people who have downloaded it and are using it, um, it's not just you. That's awesome. It's like everyone that works there. Um, people have literally said to me like, wow, these guys respond so fast by email, you know, like a lot of times you send off an email these days and you assume that you're going to like wait days for a response. But um, people have actually mentioned to me how fast um, they get responded to, you know, by email or Twitter or whatever the case may be. So, um, you know, it's not just you that's doing an awesome job. It's everybody. So although yeah. you're the voice here on the show, you know, definitely props to, to everybody at No Halftime because, um, you uh, know, from, from everyone that I've spoken to, at least the feedback, they, they told me that, you know, it's a quick turnaround time, quick response. And everyone is like super nice and stuff. So um, shout out to everybody out there, you know, besides Bruce, you know, everyone out there out, out there is doing a good job as well. Thanks, sir. Yeah, I, I, dude, those those guys, they'll definitely be listening. I'm sure they'll they'll appreciate the uh, the shout out. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, hopefully, it, hopefully your users are enjoying those those t-shirts too. So. Oh yeah, yeah. I just got mine um two days ago. I think it was. I put a picture up and stuff. I was all excited about. It. I've been waiting for oh, it. Yeah. Dude, so uh, it looks sweet, uh, man. It's nice and clean, nice and fresh. <laughs> so uh, yeah, nice. definitely. You know, hit 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 the hit up no halftime for a shirt for sure. But yeah, man, this has been a great conversation. Um, again, I appreciate it. Uh, and I will talk to you soon, man. All right. Sounds like a plan. All right, man. Later. All right. Later. Man, that was a great conversation I had with Bruce from No Halftime. I once again want to thank him for coming on. I really appreciate it. Um, go ahead and hit him up on Twitter. Um, challenge him on No Halftime, the app. He gave away his uh, his uh, username on there. Um, again, really cool guy. Tons of knowledge. And I love bringing him on because, you know, it helps you know, give us a little insight into No Halftime, of course, which is the Clock Dodger sponsor. Um, you know, gives us a little insight, gives us something to look forward to as far as the, uh, you know, the things that they're developing and the way they're trying to upgrade the system and how important your feedback is. Um, that's why I wanted to make sure you guys understood how important you guys were to No Halftime. Um, that's why I asked him that question. Um, and as you could tell, um, it's been a lot of help. So guys, keep giving feedback, keep you know, downloading the app, giving the promo code out to people. Um, again, we're giving away $10 for everyone who uses the code, the promo code CLOCK, C-L-O-C-K. Um, not to mention if you leave them a review on your app store and then send them over an email, let them know Clock Dodger sent you and you left a review on their app store, they will send you out a free shirt. Again, man, you can't lose, and I can't thank them enough for sponsoring the show, and I can't thank you guys enough for continuing to support No Halftime um, as a way of supporting the show. So thank you guys. Um, and again, Bruce, 
Let's meet up in New York, man. It's necessary. All right. Um, you know, I, I always do these outros at the end of each show now. And the topic that I wanted to make sure um, I, I jumped on it before it ran away, you know, before the topic um, had, you know, was dealt with, whichever way they decided to go with it. Um, and and that, that comment, the, the topic that I want to go on to is Conor McGregor. Um, obviously, I've been a part of chat discussions, conversations. Um, I've talked about it on the podcast. Um, it's been on websites, social media, uh, other podcasts. I've even talked about it, um, you know, from Fighter and the Kid, Joe Rogan Experience, you know, all these different uh, podcasts. You get a lot of insight from these guys, a lot of MMA podcasts. Um, you get a lot of insight from these guys, a lot of information that maybe you wouldn't have heard otherwise. Um, so shout out to all those podcasts who are also covering this uh, this situation. So for those who don't know, Conor McGregor is having issues with the UFC as far as his schedule and uh, promotion and things of this nature, uh, which caused the UFC to say that he will not be fighting in his rematch versus Nate Diaz at UFC 200. Um, which, of course, a, a bunch of stuff led up to that, him saying he was going to retire and other things. Um, you know, I, I've heard a lot of different angles on this, a lot of different viewpoints, and I'm fine with all of it, of course. Um, as I always say, um, the beauty in life is connecting with other people, hearing their point of view, hearing their opinion. And even if you don't agree, um, you know, the different angles and the different ways to look at things, it's it's nice. You know, it's, it's nice to, to, to hear different people's perceptions of things. Um, I... I my my major gripe though is those who are bashing Conor McGregor in a business sense, in a fighter sense, um, and so I wanted to kind of, you know, I wanted to kind of speak on on those matters particularly. Um, so for those of you who, you know, feel like targeting Conor McGregor and saying, oh well, this guy can't fight, right? So this is my this is my, probably my biggest issue with you uh, is saying that he can't fight. Obviously, that's a stupid statement. Um, for those of you who are, who are saying he's not a great fighter, who's saying he's not uh, top 15, top 10, top 5, wherever you're trying to place him, it's stupid, okay? Um, I mean, your perception is your perception. I can't tell you how to think or how to see things. Um, but to say a guy isn't a top fighter, an elite fighter in the UFC or a top 10 fighter, whatever the case may be, is foolish. Okay, first of all, the guy's a champion, right? Um, he's a champion in his weight division. So last time I checked, you don't become a champ by sucking or by not being top 10. I mean, come on, it's ridiculous. It sounds dumb just saying that. Um, the guy obviously puts in the work. The guy obviously has tons of talent. Um, let, let, let's just start in, in one spot, okay? Um, I really don't care about your argument because it, it's not really going to hold any weight if you don't say the guy is a top fighter, okay? Um, but let, let's just kind of go back a, a couple of steps here. First of all, Let's trace back how he became the champion or who he beat to become the champion. I don't really care about the other fights. Let's just talk about the one, the main fight. He beat Aldo, right? If you go ahead, do me a favor. If you, I don't care if you want to pause this, how you want to do it, go ahead and check the last time Aldo lost before he lost to McGregor. I'll wait. Go ahead. Find anything yet? Okay. Here, if you haven't found it yet, let me tell you. The last time he lost before losing to Conor McGregor, was 2005 you can you can check it if you don't believe me if i'm wrong please correct me um but 2005 is the last time i see that he lost now you tell me how conor mcgregor beat a man who hasn't lost in 10 years 10 years 
Okay? This dude is being the champ in the UFC and hasn't lost. And he hasn't lost a fight, period, though. Not even in UFC, before UFC. Hasn't lost a fight in over 10 years. And you're going to tell me Conor McGregor beat this gentleman and Conor McGregor isn't great. How do you comprehend that? How do you, how do you comprehend that? The dude hasn't lost in 10 years. And he's not great, the guy who beat him. Oh, let me guess. He got lucky, right? He got lucky. He hit him with a lucky shot. Well, how come no one else got lucky in 10 years? That's kind of a long time span, right? To be, you know, you versus luck and you not, you know, you win every single time. I mean, I don't know. I would think that if, if luck was that uh that real, man, you know, you would think somebody else would have gotten lucky at some point or another, right? Um, but that's okay. We'll put that aside. You don't you don't agree with that probably. Okay, that's fine. Well, how about Muay Thai legend uh, Sanchez, I hope I'm saying that name right, um, says that Conor McGregor can be the greatest of this era. Um, if you go to BJPenn.com, you can see some of the uh, the article on there, which I believe came out uh, in March. Um, and, you know, he said a bunch of stuff. But um, one of the main things I liked is that he said, McGregor, you have the potential of becoming the greatest of this era. Don't let the haters get to you. Lions don't lose sleep over the opinions of sheep. Um, he mentioned how Diaz lost his fight and people wanted to doubt him since then, um, which is it's ridiculous. And this is a, a legend, a Muay Thai legend saying this. So um, I, I got to say his, his opinion kind of matters, right? Um, let, let, let's jump around. You know, let's just keep jumping around. Uh, okay, maybe you, don't, maybe you don't agree with the Muay Thai legend. That, that's fine, right? So let's see if we can find anything else. Okay, here we go. Um, we have Carlos Condon. If you're familiar with the MMA scene, the UFC scene, another great, fantastic fighter. He says, McGregor has brought a lot of attention. He's a great promoter, a great salesman, but he also backs it up. He's a great fighter, so it's been pretty impressive, and I think great for the sport. And I think it's great for the sport. That's weird. An MMA fighter, a great MMA fighter, saying that Conor is a great fighter and that he backs up his words. I mean, if we're hearing it from the fighters, we're hearing it from Muay Thai legends, what else? Let's keep looking. Um, let's see what else we got. Now, this one is pretty crazy, right? We've heard people compare him to Muhammad Ali, um, not necessarily always because of his skills, but also because of the mental game that he can play. Um, some would say, what? You're comparing him to Muhammad Ali? That's fucking ridiculous, right? Well, okay, that's not me saying that. It's actually your UFC president, Dana White, and your CEO of the UFC, uh, Lorenzo Fertitta, both compared him to Muhammad Ali for different reasons, of course. Um, my main thing is uh, Dana White saying, um, you know, you don't ever want to be comparing people to Muhammad Ali, but he's the only one who comes to mind when it comes to the mental warfare that Conor wages. Okay, so again, you can say he's not a great fighter. You can say you hate how he talks, all this smack and everything, but these are people at the top of the sport that run the sport. Their words mean something. Their words carry weight. They wouldn't just say things just to say it. But again, you may say, well, he's their moneymaker. They're trying to sell him. Okay, if you want that, I'll give you that. All right, let's move on. Uh, Robbie Lawler, champion, champion in the UFC, Robbie Lawler. I think he's brought a lot of new eyes. He's brought a whole new island with him, a whole country of crazy, supportive fight fans that really love to get excited about fights and watch fights. I think it brings a lot to the table. I think he's getting the mainstream media involved a lot. He's making people look at the sport a little differently. But that's crazy, though, because I heard from other podcasts and from other articles and from, and from social media that Connor's not that big of a deal for the UFC. The UFC moves on without him. Well, yeah, of course, they move on without him, but maybe not so well, right? Uh, maybe they don't carry over so well without someone like Connor. Connor is a superstar. 
Okay, Connor is the first UFC fighter to ever get a million dollar purse, whether he won, lost, bonuses, all that shit aside, the first guy to get a million dollar purse. Are they giving him that for nothing? Or is it because he's making a huge impact, the hugest impact on the sport can it see? No one has sold more pay-per-views than Conor McGregor. Nobody. Nobody. Okay? Now, the gate, that's a different story. Um, St. Pierre, I forget which number fight it was. Um, I think that fight still sold the most at the gate. Um, Check out MMA Mania. Mania. I think they have a good video about the financial aspects of what Conor has done for the sport. Um, So check those guys out. So... I'm just continuing to hit facts, right? We're just hitting facts. These are just respectable guys, quotes from respectable guys, numbers. I mean, again, I know you may not like the guy. You may not like how he carries himself, but what you're saying is just ridiculous, man. It's just stupid. You know what I mean? You don't make no sense. Actually, here's another quote. This is from John Jones at UFC 197, right? So you guys say it's stupid what Connor's doing. He's acting like he's better than the sport. He's acting arrogant. It's so dumb. Okay, that's, that's, that's cool. Um, Let's see what John Jones had to say. At open workouts, John says, hats off to him for standing up for what he believes is right. At the end of the day, business is business, and the guy obviously has respect for himself and his talents. Fights like this will help fighters in the future. So I respect his balls. I respect his willingness to fight for what is right. This is John Jones defending what Conor McGregor is doing. Again, we're not in the sport. John Jones is. John Jones at the top of the sport, and he's still supporting what Conor is doing. There's a reason for that. See, a lot of people want to say the UFC is bigger than Conor McGregor. Uh, Conor McGregor is not that big of a deal for the sport. They can move on without him. They were fine before him. Yeah, that, that's fine. Again, you're right. It will move on without him if, it, if, that, if that ever was the case. Um, some people want to compare him to other athletes, um, you know, football players, basketball players, baseball players. Well, see, here's, here's where you're wrong. You want to say that a- other athletes are bigger to their sport or more important to their sport than Conor is to the UFC. Here, here's where you're wrong. Connor, when, when you watch the UFC, say we watch a pay-per-view UFC 200 and we think Connor's going to fight. If for any reason Connor pulls out of that fight, there will be people who do not watch UFC 200 because Connor is not fighting in UFC 200. A lot of people will not want to watch that. You won't go to the bar to watch it. You won't watch it. You won't order it in your house just because simply Connor McGregor is not fighting. Okay. If another athlete I don't care who the guy is. You can say, um, I don't know, just throw a name out there. Tom Brady, ODB, I mean, uh, yeah, Odell Beckham. um, Just throw guys out there. If one of those guys miss a game, no one's not going to the game, okay? You're going to see the teams play, okay? This is where you're getting lost in the transition. You go to those sports to watch the team play. You go to the UFC or order the UFC to see specific fighters fight, okay? So in that sense... Conor McGregor is more important or more bigger in his sport than those guys, okay? Because if if Tom Brady misses a game, no one's not going to watch the game. We're still going to watch the game. It's still football. It's still entrenched in our lifestyle. We still love the team. We still love the sport. If Conor McGregor doesn't fight and some guy you never heard of is fighting or some guy who doesn't have a show and doesn't sell tickets is fighting, you're not going to watch that fight. Don't say you are unless you're a diehard. Okay, so that's what we got to understand. Diehards will watch it regardless. I mean, I'm a diehard fan. I'll watch other fights besides UFC. I'll watch Bellator. I'll even watch Eddie Bravo, the EBI. That's just straight jujitsu. I mean, Eddie makes it awesome and creative and different and, and, and brings a lot of excitement to it. But a lot of guys won't watch that. 
Um, so I'm a diehard. So I enjoy all of that. Okay. Um, but some people, the casual fans, they only watch for certain people. Um, Ronda Rousey, Brock Lesnar. These are people that transcend the sport. You can't take that from them. Okay. Um, so Connor's a fantastic fighter, fantastic fighter because he lost to Nate Diaz because he went up three weight classes or two weight classes to fight a bigger, longer man and lost does not take away from his greatness. Okay. Cause as soon as he goes back to the weight class that he owes, that he has the belt in, he's going to smoke fools again. That's just the way it is. Maybe people will beat him. That's the way it is too. Life, you get beat sometimes, right? Just because you lose doesn't mean you're not great. Okay. Even all of the greatest have fallen at some point or another. So that's a weak argument. Um, Mike, Drahoda, I believe I'm saying that name right, of Low Kick MMA. Check out this right here. This is his quote. The talented Irish wordsmith has made an impact upon the sport like few, if any, ever have before. And he's done it by blending his own, shall we say, unique blend of self-promotion with his world-class fighting skills. He may win the UFC title and go on to become arguably the UFC's biggest star. He should lose... He could lose to a generational talent in his arch nemesis, Aldo. This is before he fought Aldo. But overall, it's undeniable that the Notorious has stormed into the UFC and single-handedly changed the game. Again, how many quotes do I have to pull? From fighters, respected writers, podcasters, people around the sport every day that eat, sleep, and breathe this, that get paid to do it. How many do I have to pull before you understand that this guy is extremely valuable to the UFC? He is its hugest star, and he is a great fighter. Whether you want to believe it or not, I'll argue with it with anybody about it. You know what I mean? The guy is, again, Grantland. They had an article back in July, I believe, of 2015 by Shea Serrano, another great article. I highly recommend you to check out if you're looking for more um, information on the impact you know, that Connor has made to the sport. I highly recommend anybody to look it up. Go ahead. If you don't, if you don't want to, if you don't believe me, that's fine. Check the facts. Check the facts. It just is what it is. He's, 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 he is a legend. He will be a legend. He's created attention and controversy like no other. So here's where I'll end this. I'm not saying Connor is hundred percent right. And I'm not saying the UFC is hundred percent right. What I'm saying is there should be a middle ground here. Okay, Um, I've heard it said on other podcasts, um, Brendan Schaub on the fighter and the kid, as well as him and Joe Rogan on the Joe Rogan experience. And he came up with a good idea. He said this guy's social media account is so huge. His Twitter account, when he said that he was retiring, I believe it got more retweets than any other athlete ever who said he was going to retire. Again, he's a legend. Let this guy use his social media presence. Let him use I don't care if you, you know, like they said, Skype, you know, internet services, videos, even send UFC camera crews to, to Ireland or wherever he's training and, and, and give him some of that exposure. Meet him halfway here. Um, and, and the reason I say that, I know people are going to say a job is a job. It's what he should be doing. I get that. Um, I don't agree a job is a job because, you know, I can't say my job is equal to the president. He has a job, right? Um, I can't say that it's the same thing. It's a job is a job. It is what it is. No, man. Every sport has different responsibility. Every job has different responsibilities, different uh, importance level, um, all that kind of stuff. So don't, I don't want to hear the job is a job talk. But uh, meet this gentleman halfway because he's huge for the sport. UFC is a business. The business is about making money, not 
making good money, making more money than you can make, period. That's that's the goal is to make as much money as you could possibly make. Conor McGregor does that for you. Conor McGregor makes you the most money you've ever made in your entire pay-per-view history, whatever you want to call it. He does that. He puts up numbers. So meet the man halfway. You know what I mean? And, and he said, I only want it for this fight because this fight is my rematch after a loss I just took. The man understands. See, you have to understand the importance in the UFC and the MMA. You can't lose two, three fights. You're out of there. You know what I mean? Your contract, your star power, all that goes away. Whatever makes you your money goes away. So he can't afford another loss. If he loses again, see, some people are already saying, oh, he's not a good fighter. He lost to Nate Diaz. See, you're already taken away from his star power. So if he loses again to Nate Diaz, can you imagine the heat that he'll take? The, 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 the dimming of his star? Okay, so he has to take this serious. He has to put everything he can into this. So let this man do it for this fight and then go back to his weight class after that. You know what I mean? Meet him halfway work with him, and it's better for both. UFC wins and Conor wins. There's no loser here. It's okay to check your ego at the door and give this man, you know, a little leniency. He's done a lot for the sport. The sport has done a lot for him. I'm not questioning that. You got to understand, I'm not saying the UFC is wrong, and I'm not saying Conor is right or vice versa. I'm saying they need to meet somewhere in the middle. Remember, there's no unions in UFC mixed martial arts. There is no retirement package in mixed martial arts in UFC. If I believe there's no insurance, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure there's not any insurance. So you are a business in yourself, and nobody's looking out for you. Nobody's watching your back. There's no NFL union, Major League Baseball union, Basketball union. Nobody's watching your back. So that's your job to protect yourself. So that's what he's doing. He's, he's, He's protecting his investment, and the UFC should do the same because that investment has made them a lot of money. You know what I mean? So there's no reason... For them not to find a common ground, this shouldn't have really went public unless it's some type of, um, you know, ploy by them to, to, you know, to gain more traction and attention and stuff like that, which I don't think it is, though, from everything I've heard and read. Um, again, guys, I'm not saying I'm 100% right here. If there's anything I said wrong, feel free to check me on it. Um, that's that's what we do here. We, we keep it real as we can. Um, but I stand by my opinion. I stand hard by that opinion. Um, so, you know, before you go checking this guy and trying to say he ain't a top 10 fighter, um, he, he ain't a legend, he don't deserve the status of that, he's acting like a jerk, he's acting arrogant, man, come on. Like I said, like I said last episode, humble yourself. Come on. Make sense before you talk. Um, Because that's ridiculous. The man's wearing a belt around his waist, making $5 million a fight and whatnot. You're telling me the man ain't a top fighter. That doesn't even make sense. Doesn't even make sense at all. So if I if I go if I go just talking my way right now, I could be one of the top fighters too. I, I could be a title shot because I talk. Because I talk good. That doesn't even make sense. That's That's ridiculous. So that's my message for today, guys. As always. Hit me on ClockDodgers.com. Hit me on Twitter at at ClockDodgers. Hit me on Instagram at ClockDodgers. Hit me on my email, ClockDodgers at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to hear your opinion on this. Um, I'd love to hear your feedback. If you disagree or agree, it's all good, baby. It don't matter. You know what I mean? It's just a a conversation to have, right? Um, But I've went on long enough about this. I'm pretty sure my message got its point across. If you disagree, let me know. I'd like to hear why. You know what I mean? I'd like to hear why if you disagree. Uh, And let's just go from there. I got some great guests coming up. Um, Again, shout out to Bruce for coming on this week. I got some really um, interesting guests coming up, Um, some really special stuff planned for you guys. So, again, shout out. If you've listened this far, man, you're a clock dodger. There ain't nothing else you can say about it. Clock dodger at heart. 
So let's keep this thing rocking. Let's keep blowing it up. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Get everybody involved. There's no reason that you should keep this to yourself. You know what I mean? Everyone deserves to hear this. Um, and more, the more people that we have a part of this conversation, the stronger it is, the better it is, um, and the more people we have connecting. And that's what it's about. You never know who you're going to meet, who you're going to come across. Um, so let's just keep doing this thing. Let's keep doing it big. Conor McGregor. Hey, man, screw the haters. <laughs> that's what y'all are. If you say this man ain't great at fighting, if you say he ain't super important to the UFC, you're a hater. You're a hater. But the world needs that, so it's okay. <laughs> we all hate on something, right? All right, guys. Clock Dodgers. Let's go. We out. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to stop by clockdodgers.com and follow us on Twitter.